and welcome to a podcast in space and time. I'm Holden B. Huffman, and this is... Kindle Coffee. And we decided we are longtime Doctor Who fans. Okay, maybe not long, long time. I've been a fan since 2013. No, 2012, late 2012. I started watching late 2012, right? When something happened, I don't want to get into that because spoilers. Um, but yeah, we, we're longtime Doctor Who fans, and... We're just like, we have so much to say about Doctor Who. It means so much to us. We want to start a podcast about about it and just explain to people why it means so much to us. And hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, so um, I got into it slightly before uh, Holden did. Um, I actually kind of introduced him to the show. But I hopped on about um, partway through uh, Eleven's run and uh, been kind of on board ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly with the new Who, I'm not as familiar with the old Who, but Holden's going to be more familiar with that stuff. Yeah, I've not seen all of old Who. It's so hard to find and get a track. Not really hard to find, but they're expensive. They're very yeah. expensive to get a full story set. They're very expensive. So I've just found what I can here and there, and I've watched what I can. I've at least seen episode stories with every Doctor, so I know a little bit background of every Doctor. Everything. So, yeah, um, let's get started with uh, Series 1, Episode 1, Rose. And welcome back. We just finished watching the episode. Um, that's basically what we're going to be doing for this podcast is watch the episode and then talk about our thoughts about it because... We love the show so much. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, how about you go first? And okay. I'll kind of like jump okay. in as, um, as I have thoughts. Okay. And also, um, just for everyone's no- knowledge, uh, the reason Kendall's microphone isn't all that great is because he's using his laptop's microphone. I'm using my Blue Yeti. But uh, his microphone is just his laptop microphone because right now we're currently going through the home quarantine of COVID-19. So as of right now, we're not being able to do this together. But once all this is over with, we're actually going to do this together. So Kindle's audio will get better later on. I will sound better later. Yeah. I mean, I sound great now. But I mean, like... you do, but your your voice will sound more crisp. <laughs> your voice will sound more yeah. crisp. You really capture my dulcet tones a little better. Oof. Oof. Shivers. All right. And, yeah. No, my first note really was just that. I love the corniness and the campiness of the early 2000s. Oh, it's so like, I miss it's, it. it's unabashedly like early 2000s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And obviously at the time they weren't doing that intentionally. It's just the way it was, but it, right. it's, so, it's just so wonderfully within that era. Mm-hmm. You know, it totally um, is like, I, I was born in 97. So I definitely grew up in the whole 2000s era of, like Ben 10, Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's my generation of things. Oh yeah, same. Um, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a couple of years ahead of you, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. like it, You're it, like two and a half years older than me. Yeah, I, I feel like there's almost a compulsion these days for shows tr- to try to kind of like be a little bit timeless where they, they don't, mm-hmm. I mean, they will reference like current events, but like as far as the style itself goes, you know, maybe they won't use like 
very use like music that's going to be dated or like right. sets that are going to be dated within like mm-hmm. a couple years but that definitely was not the attitude of of this show at the time they they like definitely mm-hmm. were not really thinking like oh in a few years this is going to be really dated and i kind of love that. i kind of love <laughs> yeah no some, it's great i love to see something where you can just like place it in time so easily mm-hmm. oh and also something i meant to mention uh, before we started getting into this is that we're going to have uh, a section where we talk about just this episode and nothing else. And then we're going to have a section with spoilers for the rest of the series. We're completely caught up. Series 12 just ended a little over a month ago. So we're going to talk about some of the implications of how this goes to that and how this applies to that. But for the first 15 minutes or so, we're just going to, talk about this episode in particular yeah we'll let you we'll let you know when the spoilers are about to start right okay uh you want to go next uh that was my first note um yeah i think like sort of branching off that same idea um i've really appreciated how um the monsters in this episode were really in that like kind of uncanny valley territory i feel like that's something that is also missing with newer shows you don't really have um villains who just feel kind of so odd and strange and mm-hmm. like you, you know like uh, yeah, they, i yeah. feel like they were trying to do something similar with um the weeping angels later and i don't know i don't really think that's a spoiler but no like, every, literally most people i know who've not seen doctor who know about weeping angels yeah so i like i think they were trying to do something similar but there, there's something about the plasticky mm-hmm. you know um like there's something about the way the monsters are created in this episode that that it works so well um obviously some of it didn't age very well with like the cgi but as as mm-hmm. far as like the the costumes themselves um the the monsters themselves they they look really good and they they oh, really they did they did. feel like what they're supposed to be they feel like mm-hmm. weird wrong things right and i mean it was good for the time period as well i mean that's yeah. like that's like with star wars you gotta walk into the f- first few star wars of this is good this might if this were to come out in this era today brand new it would suck you gotta walk into it as like this was amazing breakthrough technology for that time period yeah, and I mean, I mean, like, even, you know, I don't even know that Star Wars is a great example of that because a lot of those effects hold up still. Well, they, um, they do, but I just, that's the, that was the first thing I thought of. No, I get you. Like, I mean, obviously some of the creatures are, you know, you can tell this is, this is claymation. Mm-hmm. This is right the puppet, but like, there, there's something about, um, yeah, just like comparing like CGI Yoda to puppet Yoda. Right. Um there's there's something about puppet yoda that that feels more alive in a weird way Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah no i totally get you and like the fact that they brought in puppet yoda for the last jedi instead of cgi yoda was great yeah i really enjoyed that but yeah i mean going back to this i think they were they were kind of going for like the opposite effect obviously like you you know they wanted it to feel like sort of the creepiness of a mannequin but they really Mm -hmm. pulled it off and Um, speaking of which really well and speaking of which the they're called the Autons and they were actually, this isn't their first episode. They're actually from classic doctor who mm. um, they were their first 
episode was actually John Pertwee's first episode as the third doctor in Spearheads from Space. So Yeah. Yeah, I was like vaguely familiar with that fact, but I I don't really know too much about Right. About old Who. I mean, you know the Daleks and the Cybermen were in old Who. Yeah, like there right. are certain villains that are obviously long recurring villains. Mm-hmm. Um, Daleks especially and Cybermen, you know, they've both been around mm-hmm. a long time. But there are certain there are certain villains that New Who kind of brings in that like, you know, maybe you saw them in Old Who like once or twice. Um, right. Right, but not many times. Like you maybe saw them for a couple of Right. <laughs> but yeah, um I, Yeah, sorry, I go think, ahead. I think that's one thing New Who does well as well, is like they'll bring in classic villains, but they'll introduce them in a way that you don't really need to know them beforehand. Right. right. Like like it's it's um, it, I think it, it as as a viewer of only new who and not much old who um i think it you know it it seems to do a good job of like both being for the new and the old fans i can't really mm-hmm. speak for the old fans but you know there there have been very few times where a villain has popped up where i needed to know like oh they were in episode whatever of, mm-hmm. of you know an episode 30 40 years ago um right no they're they're very good at doing that of like they'll throw in implications of like if you've seen the old show you'll understand but if you are a new time watcher you're like oh okay this is a this alien it does that blah 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 yeah and um i think too that it really adds a lot to the doctor and i think i think the doctor is very fascinating in that way in that both mm-hmm the doctor is a very old character. Like the character has been around for a long time, but also like mm-hmm. the doctor as a person is very old and has all this history. And both of those things right. kind of work really well together to add this like rich tapestry to who the doctor is. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, my next note was just that I think this episode is just a great way to start the revived era. And, like, especially since they start focusing on, the humans they focus on rose and the to, to begin with to kind of bring us into the role of sci-fi like you start off with something familiar and then bringing bring in the something strange and new yeah it's it's, it. it's very hero's journey-esque where you mm-hmm. have you know you have this this person from a setting that's going to be really familiar to the audience mm-hmm. and then, like you bring them into this wider world right of, of you know something bigger than themselves and kind of like the first uh 2007 transformers movie which is really the only reason well, that's a whole nother topic but that's the only reason i see it holds up as a good movie because it's an introduction to that world yeah for sure mm-hmm. um, um yeah, I think too, like as an introduction to the doctor, I think it's really interesting. We, I mean, we really don't see much of the doctor until like maybe 15 minutes in, right? Like, mm-hmm. Right. We, and, you know, we see the doctor, um, he's there for a minute when Rose is initially attacked by the, mm-hmm. the, um, the Autons. The Autons. Sorry, I keep forgetting their name. No, you're fine. Uh, you're fine they we we see him for a minute and like obviously you know they do their running and he does his doctory sonicy thing but mm-hmm. then he's just like gone again and mm-hmm. it, it's he's like this mysterious right 
presence that has like mm-hmm. kind of passed through Rose's life for just a moment. And, mm-hmm. and then he comes and, back for a moment again and then vanishes altogether again. Yeah. I love the mystery enshrouding the doctor in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's real. It's a really nice, um, a nice mm-hmm. touch. Oh, it, it really is. Um, and also I, I just love nine sass Christopher Eccleston's sass. Oh, he's yeah. He's so good at like, he's sassy but in a way that's like really charming like Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't come across as um rude and right yeah like i mean it is kind Mm -hmm. of like he's obviously being rude but oh yeah but it's a likable sass yeah it it, he's he's got like the charisma and charm to kind of make Mm -hmm. it make it likable and actually in an interview christopher eccleson said if he were to go back and do it again what would he change he said he would change the humor like he wasn't a big fan of how he did the the comedy bits which i disagree with i love it yeah, I mean, I no, I enjoy his 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 style of comedy and his sass, and it's it's fun to me. Mm-hmm. And just he's not even looking for a companion, like, um, like he just sees Rose, walks away, sees Rose again, walks away, and leaves because like he just he's not looking for a companion right now. Like you know, yeah. in old Who, he's had companions, and um. Well, I don't want to say anything because that's getting into spoiler territory right now. So, right, but like obviously in this episode, he's been through something, and um, you know, we we can see that in his in his mannerisms and like just the way he mm-hmm. the way he like interacts with Rose. Like he's obviously been through something. Um, but I I did notice like, uh, and I I don't know if this is, well, this might get into spoiler territory. I might save that that point actually. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'll just go on to my next thing. How does yeah. Clive know all this stuff about the doctor? Like, I, I want to really know Clive's story, how he came to discover all these things and knows this much about him. Yeah, because, like, I mean, obviously the, the sort of, like, conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. character is, like, we've seen that a lot in media, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I found it really interesting that he had all this, like, all this information he kind of, like dug up really deeply like obviously he spends a lot of time on this and like the doctor has almost like become his life even though he's literally never met met him Mm -hmm. um yeah i was i was kind of fascinated by clive um clyde's character Mm -hmm. is it clive or clyde (laughs) i'm not sure i didn't quite catch it it's one of the two yeah we're never gonna see him again so like (laughs) it doesn't it probably doesn't matter not not unless he just shows up in series 13 for no reason i would kind of love it honestly (laughs) clive just pops back up and um you know the doctor's like wait i know you (laughs) well actually no the doctor i don't think ever met clive oh that's true yeah it was just rose that met clive Mm -hmm. okay um let's see um this is like a sort of unrelated point, but I really appreciated um, Mickey's plastic makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was very good. Like just the way they were able to make real Mickey look like plastic Mickey. A, a lot of people like you know it's a meme now. Um, people make fun of it, but like mm-hmm. 
as far as makeup work goes, it was kind of impressive. Yeah, like, it really is. Like, you make someone look like a fake version of themselves. Yeah, that's, like, there's got to be a trick to that. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's obviously hilarious to see on screen, but, like, that's what it was meant to look like. It was, it was supposed right. to look like a, right. a like Ken doll mm-hmm. version of Mickey. So, like, they pulled it off. Right, and I love that he's actually wearing a wig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really appreciate it. Just like the whole plastic Mickey bit was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's spoiler. That's spoiler. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the TARDIS reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, just like her, like, you know, looking at it, like, are we really going to get into this thing? And then like, she goes in and sees the inside and that like look on yeah. her face, like, oh my God, it's bigger on the inside. Right. Um, and then you know she goes back out and runs around it and like oh it was just very good it was a very mm-hmm. good like sequence of mm-hmm. just that whole sequence was very fun all right okay i've really only got one more thing i can talk about and then we get into spoiler territory okay go for it um that there's a rumor you know when nine first leaves rose like he says she says no i'm not coming with you and the doctor's like oh okay and then he leaves but he comes yeah. back. There's a rumor, like a fan theory or something, that he actually went and did a ton of things in between that time. Because he's a time traveler. He could have just come right back. You know, like he went and did stuff, like years of it. And he's like, oh gosh, I never told her it was a time machine. And so he goes back. That seems like a very doctory thing to do, too. Right. Like, just, you know, have have this thought, like, years later, where you're like, oh, well, I should have told her that. Right. <laughs> and, like, um, you know, they do the audio adventures things and stuff. That would be a great point to do. Some, like, if they ever got, if Christopher Eccleston would ever come back as the doctor, which he's starting to come back to it more and more. He started doing cons for it now. Yeah. So that would be a good place to do some stuff with him to have more of them. Is yeah, that would be that fun. point. Um, so my last non-spoiler thing I wanted to talk about was just like we were talking about the the campiness of the episode earlier, but like I just really appreciated that the London Eye was a giant <laughs> radio transmitter. That's right? so good, right? Like next, n- next Big Ben's gonna be a laser or something, right? It's got that kind of like, oh, it's so good, and it's like, you know, it's one of those things that you only get in a very particular type of show, like mm-hmm. it, just the absolute like unabashed campiness of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a giant radio transmitter, like sure, why not? <laughs> like I feel it's it's like one of those spaghetti thrown at the wall mm-hmm. kind of solutions to like okay we need mm-hmm. a giant radio transmitter in this episode what should it be how about the you london know? eye why not <laughs> like yeah walks in like like sorry i'm late there was a ton of traffic at the london eye that's perfect it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good okay so yeah um, let's get into spoiler talk then spoiler warning okay um I can't believe Rose just died. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, she dies in her very first episode. And the episode's even called Rose. Like, what the heck? Yeah, and then they just, like, kill her episode one. And then again in episode two. And, right. like, episode three, they kill her again. It's like South Park. 
it's like Rory. <laughs> I wasn't going to say spoilers, but no, we're in the spoiler section. We're in the spoiler section. <laughs> like, I'm starting with a banger. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, my first spoiler, my first real spoiler. Is, okay. Um, this is the first time Nine sees his face. This is the first time he sees his face yeah. post-Time War. Right. And like that game that got me thinking of like, well, if this is the first time seeing his face, this is very recent of him regenerating from the time where he just regenerated. So that means he couldn't have been the doctor to have fought, fought in the time war. Like a lot of people thought, and it's just like, well, Eccleston wouldn't come back for the 50th anniversary. So they just got someone else. No, I mean, it definitely seemed like just watching it in hindsight, it seemed like they intended for eight to be the time war doctor and like mm-hmm. nine to be a very recent regeneration. Cause yeah, in the, you know, in that, in mm-hmm. early in the episode when he's at um, Rose and Jackie's house, he like looks in the mirror and kind of, you know, makes a comment on his appearance. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it seems like this is the first time he's seeing this face for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also noticed um, this is the spoiler I was going to talk about earlier, but I decided not to. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that, he so he tells rose just to forget him and like go live her life oh Um, yeah 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 yeah. and we've seen like with later doctors like the doctor can literally make you forget right with donna and then almost with um bill but bill convinces him not to right yeah and i'm wondering was this an old who thing where the doctor could make people forget or I really don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not that versatile in old who. Okay. Cause like the doctor could have made her forget, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. He could have made her mm-hmm. forget, but he didn't. And I'm wondering if like there was some part of him that was wanting her to remember him and wanting her to follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean like that's, you know, the doctor has been through the time war, but it's almost got to be like this, this deep seated in, uh, instinct within him to, you know, want that companionship to want somebody traveling by his side. And I wonder like, yeah, did, did he really want her to come with him? Even though he said, mm-hmm. like, forget me, even though he said, go away. Was that right. like, you know, in a way, was that him actually saying like, um or maybe don't maybe right. don't <laughs> and yeah. like you know if she were to follow him then he would know like she's the right person for this mm-hmm. um also my next spoiler was just we talked about the aged tardis of how the tardis looks completely aged from yeah. what john hurt's tardis was during the time war like it's yeah. the same thing but just it you can tell it's like gotten dusty and old and yeah, definitely like the prop or the the props and set department did a fantastic job with this TARDIS. It looks like mm-hmm. a TARDIS that has been through a war. Like it, it mm-hmm. really has that just like even the even like, you know, the the bronziness of it, the paneling. Right. It it looks sort of like cobbled together a little bit, you know, just battle worn and like like it's been mm-hmm. through it's been through hell and back, you know. Um Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, I really appreciate that, that like attention to detail. I think it's mm-hmm. really nice. Oh yeah. It's very nice. Um, I, I do think it's, it's more of a TARDIS that fits nine than 10. Mm-hmm. And 
like I understand, you know, with the show's budget constraints, they probably couldn't completely rebuild the TARDIS interior, but right. And plus it, it was like, just one season of Eccleston and they're like, we literally just built this like nine months ago. Yeah. It, it would have been really difficult to, you know, build a whole new TARDIS to fit 10, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like, yeah, it, it definitely was a TARDIS that fit nine more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention this in my non-spoilers, but just um, I, I'm I was I'm very thankful they actually explained the northern accent thing. Like, why do you have why do you sound like you're from the north? Because every planet has a north. <laughs> Lots of planets have a north is one of my favorite jokes from this entire season. It's so good. <laughs> it's like it's such a it's such an obvious explanation, and it's so. It's just so doctory to say, and so mm-hmm. nine specifically, but you know, it's like, of course, of course I'm from the North. I'm from the North of, you know, Gallifrey. Right. Um, I mean, of course he becomes Scottish later, but yeah, he's from <laughs> Scottish Gallifrey or Gallifrey, Scotland, <laughs> you know, the, the Scottish part of Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, uh, the doctor not even considering that Nikki might be, Mickey might be dead like yeah that's very post time war still trying to remember what it is not that he's human but to be human to be the doctor yeah right to be the doctor in and I, I don't think they necessarily had this specifically in mind but like during the time war the doctor literally shed his mm-hmm. doctorness like he shed the name he knew that like he became a not, war- he became a warrior yeah, he 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 had to accept that like I'm not the doctor anymore. I can't be through this. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you know we find out later he was wrong, but it, mm-hmm. to him, like he was not the doctor anymore. He couldn't right save the people that he wanted to save. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and you know the the weight the weight of all of that you could really feel in this episode. Oh, um, definitely, you could, you're going to definitely feel it in what I think uh, the next episode, the end of the world. Yeah. You feel it a lot more there in my opinion. Yeah. But even so, like even in the little, little amounts of it here is, are Mm -hmm. so effective. Um, Mm -hmm. You can really feel that the doctor has, you know, been through something really difficult and been Mm -hmm. alone for a while. And that, that shows very well in, in Eccleston's acting and it's so subtle, but it's so effective. It is. And like, when he approaches the nesting consciousness and everything, and when the consciousness sees the TARDIS, Nine just gets so much guilt on his face. He, he's sorry. He's apologizing for the time war and that he couldn't help it, if that it was the only way. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, I mean, I, I, I don't think people think of this, you know, this series as being like subtle and being Mm -hmm. um really kind of nuanced but i i definitely think there's there's a lot more of that than than maybe some people give it credit for like there's there's yeah there's some very like obviously there's some very campy moments and some very over-the-top moments but there's also some very genuinely um Mm -hmm. genuinely like subtle moments of even even in new the new episodes of doctor who yeah, there's some campy stuff, but then there's just some deep-rooted things you feel because you've experienced it with the doctor. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, I think 
you know, obviously there are episodes that balance that better than others, but mm-hmm. I think it, it's definitely been a thing to all throughout new who is, is really like finding, you know, time for like the wacky sci-fi antics, but also like the deeper side of, of the doctor and the mm-hmm. doctor's story. Definitely. And uh, my next thing, and actually, no, this isn't my last one, but the whole thing, uh, the whole nesting consciousness of the autons and everything attacking, there's a rumor that that's where Clara Oswald's mother died was during all that chaos. Hmm. Because in, um, not the Bells of St. John, but the Rings of Akatan, um, mm-hmm. you see Eleven go back through time and see Clara growing up in the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode and then you see a gravestone and the date of death is the same day as this episode's release huh interesting i wonder that would be a wild thing for clara to know like i wonder if she knew how like no right because of what happens with 11 later they kind of like erase all the old history so she wouldn't have known mm-hmm Right. Yeah. She she would not have known that that's like how her mother died by being killed by some plastic people. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything else? Uh, that's all I've got. Okay, I've got one last thing. Okay. Um, just that when he's asking Rose to travel with him, he's just he's so awkward about it and it's so it's cute in a way like it's like a little boy asking a girl he has a crush on or just if he can hold it her books or something right yeah books for her it's just so cute and sweet yeah it's it's a very it's such a good moment of acting for for eccleston and i think that it, it feels very genuine and i feel like genuine awkwardness is kind of hard to come across when you're acting um you probably right. know more about that than i do but like, it really is it really is um like I'm it's a, easy I, to- right just for um people to know i'm a stage actor so i yeah. i know about acting and everything um yeah like like it's really easy to like be a bad actor and act awkward mm-hmm. like just you know it really to, is to, to to be a character who is being awkward that's a whole mm-hmm. other it's like a drunk character. Like there's, you can definitely go way over the top with be, being a drunk character because right. like the thing about drunk people is they try to not act drunk. Yeah. And like, that's the thing about theater you want. It's difficult because you have to act drunk, but at the same time you have to not act drunk. Yeah. It's the same thing with being an awkward person, which I know a lot about. It's like, <laughs> you, you know, when you're an awkward person, you try to act not awkward. Mm-hmm. That's that's right. difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just like layers of acting. Like you're acting like a person who's trying not to act awkward. Right, right, right. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to call that for an episode for a podcast through space and time. In space and time, my apologies. Um, yeah, speaking of awkward, here's an awkward outro. All right, see you on the other side of the vortex. Yeah, next time we will be watching and discussing the end of the world.